Well, hello, my name is Paula, and I'm the host here at Knowing Me, Knowing You with Paula. And welcome to this bonus episode, a recording from one of our latest Instagram Lives. Meet our new friend and contributor to the Knowing Me, Knowing You family and wonderful guest, Daniel Duvall from Mindful Size Life Coaching, who tunes in from the United States. Thank you to you, listener, for choosing us to share your time. And let's not waste any more time. Let's head on into this conversation about parenting, relationships with self, men's mental, physical, spiritual, and social well-being, and so much more. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Good. It's so wonderful to meet you because we haven't met each other yet. Yeah. Right. But so this is our first time. So I was sending you a message to say, I really had the jitters because I always do when I meet someone new. <laughs> so it's lovely to meet you, Daniel. And welcome to the KMKY family. This is a brand new friend joining us. And I'm so excited for our conversation. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. I love just like having conversations and learning. And yeah, so this right? is house. <laughs> right. And that's what we're all about here at KMKY is connecting with each other and learning from each other. And through that, we're learning also more about ourselves, right? Because we're on this journey together, even although we are individuals, <laughs> we're all on this journey together, right? Yeah, for sure. And I feel like that's the the cool thing about coaching is that I feel like our clients think that they're getting all of this stuff out of it. But I'm like, I'm getting just as much as you are out of it, just it, from in your perspective. So I think before we go on, because I do, I do know, you know, we've got a ton to talk about, but maybe you can introduce yourself to everyone. Just give us a brief overview because you're a podcaster, you're a dad, yeah. a parent, right? Which we had a little chat about that as well. You're a life coach, you're a husband, you're a mentor to yeah. men's in a private group. So maybe you can just share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I wear a lot of different hats and I feel like that's kind of been how I've lived my life for the most part. Long story short, I was an elementary teacher for a decade, left, kind of found life coaching, which kind of incorporates my love of people and interacting, learning, um, helping people. And so do life coaching. And then as I started doing that, I realized that I wanted to spe like specifically try to help men, just because I feel like there is there's a big deficit in that area, especially men's mental health. So went down that route and started some men's groups, as you were mentioning, like mentoring a few people in those groups. And then simultaneously started my podcast, which was focused on like vulnerable male conversations. And then kind of led to this place now where I'm trying to focus in a little more on parenting dads specifically. But obviously parenting is generalized to everyone. But yeah, so there I am. <laughs> and so you've got a great post this morning, which I loved also the quote that you had from Bren Brown is, I'm not here to be right. I'm here to get it right. And I thought you were putting that toward parenting because I, and I'm not a parent, but you are. And we chatted about this yesterday, right, about these choices that we make. But I think that is also related to life, right? We're, we're, we're not here to, to be right. We're just here to get it right as much as what we can and learn. But let's go back to the parenting because you really have been focusing a lot on guidance for parents and can share a little bit more. Yeah, I feel like it's just my phase of life that I'm right now. And it's something that I'm really putting a lot of conscious effort into. 
you know, I think when you become a parent, I think you you obviously have these ideas of what parenthood is going to be like, but you don't know until you have a kid really what it's like to be a parent and the journey that you go on. I have found that being a parent is like the most humbling thing that I've done. It challenges me on a daily basis and it's forcing me to kind of look at all of these past traumas and baggage that I have and trying to let go of them to help my kids. It really like it's been such an interesting journey over the last few years, just really trying to learn how to instill these characteristics and these values in my kids. But I also simultaneously realized that like I can't give them these things if I myself don't have them. Lovely. Um, you know, so it's like trying to live by example, not by words. And I feel like that is the thing that I've taken away the most is that like we can tell our kids all we want to do things, but they're observing us, they're watching us. So if they don't see us doing what we're saying, they're also not going to do it. So yeah, the parenting journey is extremely humbling, extremely challenging, but so worthwhile. So. Yeah. And I love that. I'd noticed that because I've been following you for quite some time and I've noticed this uh, shift and I just found it as, as we were chatting yesterday, my husband and I decided not to be parents and we were in our early thirties, but we just knew that it was a massive responsibility that someone takes on. You never know what that road is going to be. You're going to do the best you can, but you just never know. You know, for us, we made this decision and that it wasn't a responsibility we wanted. And you said something very interesting there about you wish that more people really looked at it more seriously when deciding to have children. Yeah, because it's... it's I feel like it's one of those things that we have, as a society have kind of taught ourselves that like, oh, you, you get in a relationship, you get married, you have kids. Yes. Why, why does that have to be what we go on? So I feel like there's a lot of societal pressure and familial pressure to have kids when if that's not what's in the cards for you and that's not something that you want, that's fine. No, it's my sister, I told you, she yes. doesn't have any interest in having kids. She really wants just be the cool aunt. And she said, she's like, I love kids, but I don't want to have them around all the time. <laughs> I love your sister. <laughs> and I get that too. Like, you know, being a parent is a sacrifice, you know, and a lot of what I've sacrificed is like my independence and my flexibility. I also know that that's not permanent, that, you know, it's just the life we're in, but like, I know that that's what I wanted. And so I feel like you do, you get sometimes you have people that think they want that and then they get it. And then realize very quickly, oh, that's not really what I wanted. And that kid didn't choose to come into this world. You made that decision. So, you know, it's, that's where I just get kind of like, think about it more. And, you know, I, I love, I love what you're saying there. I know that with parenting, a lot of the times when people separate from being a parent, haven't resolved any personal issues with themselves and whatever else it is, it is sometimes carried on into a child's life, which is unfair for the child. I wish more parents would do is realize all of the traumatic experiences you've had, all of these emotions and doubts and fears that you harbor and really trying to work on not giving that to your kid. Yeah. I think the, the best thing that I've learned from being a parent is that kids are experts at being present. Like they are masters of presence. That's how they live their life. Yes. Um, and they're not worried about the future. They're not, that's not even on their mind. They're not thinking about it. But then parents come along and they start injecting these like fears of well, what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? And it's like, your kid doesn't care about that. They're living in the moment. Let them do that. Yeah. Learn from that. 
simultaneously not um, portraying and giving them all of your insecurities and just realizing that like you need to like keep that stuff in, allow your kid to be them and just stop projecting so much onto them, affair to them. Yeah, right. Their belief systems is something that you carry on with you and then you have to offload that including learning for yourself as a human being, because I always say this, you know, we come into the world on our own and we leave on our own. And each one of us are a spiritual being as an individual, the soul having a human experience and each spiritual being and soul needs to have their journey, their separate journey. And your parents are a vessel to bring you into this world, not to feed you that baggage. And so This is what I love. I have someone here, my friend Wasim, who is in Halifax here in Canada, and he says such an interesting subject that I don't think is often spoken about. No, I totally agree. And it's it's so hard because I feel like you say you have unconditional love for your kids, but I find have conditions, you know, and like for your kid to be happy, it's what makes them happy. Not what you think would make them happy, but what actually makes them happy. And so like, my wife and I are big into sports. Both of us were college athletes, like very big into sports. I would love it for my kids to be into it. Right now, my older son, who's four, he's very artistic. He's very crafty. And so I'm trying not to be like, what about sports? I'm being curious and trying to figure out, oh, cool. Like he likes this. Let's explore this. Like, what can we give him? So we've gotten him like a little kid sewing kit and he does arts and crafts he likes baking with us like you know and i feel like that's something that i've learned too is like he's his own person obviously like we made him he's part of us he's gonna have some of our traits like he is his own individual person and i need to allow him to be that person by sitting back and like a coach being curious asking questions figuring out what he likes what he doesn't and trying to promote whatever is of interest to him in the moment absolutely beautiful and something else that you're doing with your children so that i don't forget is that You've now introduced every month, you introduce them to a new country and a culture and the food. I love that because, first of all, I love traveling. I love learning about different cultures. (laughs) Yeah, my wife and I decided that we wanted to do a year of learning new skills and learning about new things. So each month we basically picked a topic. So like... January, we learned about Thai culture. We had gone to Thailand for our honeymoon. We both just really liked the culture in general, but like got some of the snack foods, made some dinners, and kind of introduced the boys to all of that. And then like this month, we're we're learning about like a lot of European baking. So we're like introducing the boys to all these different baking techniques. And then we're also doing like Black History Month stuff. And, you know, it's just trying to get them to see that there's this world outside of our house. I think that's that's beautiful that you're sharing this so that, uh, again, you're teaching your children to reach across the divide and that there are so many different people and, and the world is bigger than just the space that they live in and the community that they live in. Um, it brings in, I think, a, a lot more acceptance of mm-hmm. other people, right? And Hey, we love that share at KY because that's what we're about, is, again, learning about each other so that we are more tolerant and more patient and more kind with people from all walks of life and understanding that there are just so many differences, but we still are the same in so many aspects of our lives as well, right? 
No, for sure. And that's something that I try to tell my boys all the time is like, just remember that we are more similar than we are different, you know, yes. and that regardless of where you are, what you look like, we are similar. It's a common human experience. That's something too, like I'm reading Self-Compassion right now by Kristen Neff and her talking about like part of self-compassion is the idea of common humanity, that we all are experiencing these emotions and that you're not the only one that experiences sadness and grief that too like that's another kind of pillar of my parenting right now is like teaching them emotional intelligence and a way to be vulnerable and express themselves in an authentic way because that's really i think that's my hope with my kids is that they grow up to just be free to be who they are um and don't want to change it like just are they're comfortable just being themselves. And I don't want that to um, So I'm going to have to fight for it. But Yes. You, I think you're doing a, a, a wonderful job with, um, you know, what you're, you're sharing on your posts. And I encourage everyone because this, this live is going to be up on KMKY Live. So people can go back and listen to this. And I highly recommend that people follow you at Mindful Size and... Yeah, your podcast, Man to Man podcast as well, where you're having these vulnerable conversations with people. And what I love is I was listening to your episode with your wife and how you were getting very vulnerable with some of the questions you were being asked. What really attracted me to you as well was this beauty around how you are opening up yourself as a dad and being vulnerable, but also offering this mentorship to men and giving them the space to be vulnerable, to be emotional, to, 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 you know, supporting them as spiritual beings and their mental health. Because I know that in the United States, I mean, mental health worldwide and mental illness is huge and a big topic. I've suffered from severe anxiety. I've suffered from depression. But maybe you can share a little bit more about your, you have a, a men's private Facebook group. What can people expect should they join your group um so a lot of it is kind of similar posts that you see on my instagram but then kind of going into a little more dialogue there are bi-weekly men's groups um i post a lot of the links there for that and it's really just an open space to have conversations and ask questions and you know i feel like there there are not a lot of spaces for men to be vulnerable and open that are not judgmental you know, and it's it's unfortunate because I feel like men are raised from a very young age to limit deep connection because it can be used against you. You know, there's like a hierarchy of being a man. I learned that too, that at a young age, you, you have to be careful what you share because it could be used against you. Um, and so the first thing we lose is connection to other men. But then as you get older, it's been proven that like, you need that male connection was a study actually recently that they did that um, having same sex friendships is actually more beneficial to your overall health than romantic partnerships. Interesting. Um, So they looked at, you know, the average woman outlives a man nine times out of 10. They found that a piece of that is friendships. Um, Women have deeper, more intimate friendships than men do, which is reducing men's lifespan. So it's just one of those things where it's like, we need connection. It's a thing. But then you get guys who I always joke around that like men play a game of chicken with each other. It's like, who's going to be vulnerable first? But I find that most of the time, nobody takes that step. And so like your, your relationships are very surface level. And so I just try to work with 
men in particular right now to just like open up, take that chance, express how you feel. I think you would be surprised. Most people are going to support you. A lot of that in our head. <laughs> yeah. It's sad that society, but I think we're shifting. There is this mindset shift that, you know, society has labeled men as, you know, boys don't cry and men have to be hard and strong and they're, you know, the breadwinners in the family and um, they cannot be vulnerable. But in those vulnerable states is where you learn more about yourself and you become, I think, just a better human being, right? No, for sure. And I think that's, I kind of view your life as like a pyramid and you're at the top of the pyramid. And if you're not good with yourself, your partnerships, your relationships aren't going to be good. And in my case, if my relationship with my wife is not good, my kids aren't good. So it's like a trickle down effect. I have to be good in order for my relationship with my wife to be good in order for our kids to be good. So at the end of the day, it's, it's a lot of it's on me and my relationship. And that's, that's been a goal of mine for the past few years is I'm really trying to work on building a more kind, open relationship with myself. <laughs> Beautiful. And, you know, I just released a episode. It was Valentine's this week. I also spoke about our heart health because February is heart health month here in North America. Not only did I speak about the, the, the health of our heart on a physical level and paying attention, but from an emotional aspect and how important it is that we take care of our hearts, you know, first and foremost within our relationships, speaking up for ourselves, being vulnerable. Um, and I listened to someone called Joyce Mayer, and she was talking about hardening our hearts and not to harden our hearts through uh, resentment and uh, bitterness and anger, but to be more vulnerable, to be more open with our hearts, to be more forgiving, right? Mm -hmm. And and connect more and be more kind, right? And softening our hearts. So here as well with, with men as well, right? I think it's also having a softening of the heart in some ways because you are told to be this you know, strong individual. So there is a little bit of a hardening of the heart because you don't let people in, right? Emotionally. Mm -hmm. No, and it's funny you say that too, because if you look at um, what group of men commit suicide the most, yeah. it's the white men in their 40s to 60s. And if you look at like the United States, for example, states like Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, where you have like the lone cowboy that's the highest percentage of suicides. And so yeah. it's, it's, you're seeing this entire set of data that's showing that like isolation and like, it's just not good for your mental health and it's really not good for your overall health. And as you were just talking, I'm like, I feel like people don't realize that like, when you use the word health, like health includes mental health, emotional health, physical health, social health. Yes. Any of those four areas are of detriment. It affects the other ones. And so, like, you need social engagement, you need social interaction. And I find that with a lot of men, you know, it's like almost 70% of men have zero or one close friend. Yeah. And of those, they don't actually have anyone that they can talk to about emotional issues. In a partnership, especially a heterosexual relationship, your wife can't be your counselor and your therapist. That's not their job. So you need a male friend, you need a friend to go to, to talk about things. It's just, it's so much better for your overall health. And I wish that, again, men would play the game of chicken and they would just open up and like talk about it. Um, 
so it's just so much better and you will be pleasantly surprised at the reactions you get now we're talking about your men's group and for any men that do listen to this and i hope they will share this with their male friends to also connect with daniel and um to also your facebook group what is the name of your men's facebook group um so it's also mindful size life coaching and it's pretty easy to find because mindful size in and of itself is very unique you know i started it basically as like exercise for your mind which we all need but yeah that's the easiest way yes and do you target specific topics each time you you open up to the group cuz how do things work within the group yeah so i basically try to whatever i'm kind of on and learning about i like to use as the topic for that meeting um okay. And so like our last meeting we talked about emotional vocabulary. And so I just read Brené Brown's Atlas of the Heart. And so that's kind of our topic and it's kind of like the lead in and we kind of talk about it and then eventually we get into more personal stuff like what's going on with you and, and trying to get people to open up and share. Um, and it really is it's meant to be just an open space to build support and community um and somebody that just is there to support you, no strings attached, no judgments like to hopefully be that community and a support system that I think men need. If anything, I'm like if you listen to an episode of my podcast, you can kind of see that's how a lot of the conversations go. It's there's it's not a lot of scripted stuff. It's just being honest, being real. Um and actually I'm starting to record for my next season of the podcast, which is going to be all focused on fatherhood and parenting, which will be exciting too. Like, yeah. And I highly recommend people also all the girls out there and the guys everyone tune into um Daniel's podcast i tune in and listen as well because i love to hear these vulnerable conversations always open to learning that's why we're here right so yeah and it is it's being open to the conversation being open to different perspectives and i feel like the more that we learn and are open about each other the better our communication will be the better our relationships are Yeah, I mean I read and listen to plenty of things that are targeted at women, but it also is just it's very beneficial for me because it's a different perspective and it allows me to grow and communicate better. Right? And I do think as well for for women to tune into, you know, your podcast where you are very specific around um topics for men, but as women we get to also have an ear to understand how men are thinking and and where are they needing support? Um where are they being vulnerable so that we can be better um mothers, better wives, better, better um you know, sisters and uh better uh friends. so there's some great information share that i yeah i love your podcast absolutely you. love it so if you if we left just very briefly any tips for any gents out there with the relationship with themselves what would you share with guys out there this is something that i do periodically and it's to kind of evaluate where your priorities at the moment you know i think we we tend to kind of get lost in the day to day and we kind of lose focus on what we're doing and i like to periodically sit down and literally write out like what are my priorities what are the things that are the most important to me and then i make like a ranking system this is my top priority because then it allows me to make decisions easier if this is the decision that negatively impacts my top priority i'm not doing it and so i find that you have people that say something is a priority but then their actions don't show it and so it's yeah. sit yourself be honest what are my priorities 
And then making those priorities known to yourself allows you to have more clarity, to make decisions easier, and just keep things more in focus for yourself. Like for me, my family is my number one priority. So if there is anything that will negatively impact them, I'm not doing it. Uh, And it's not a hard decision for me because I'm just like, it negatively impacts my number one priority. It's not happening, you know, but making that known 10 years ago, I think my job would have been my top priority, which I'm not proud of, but that's what it was. Um, And so it's be honest with yourself, figure out what your priorities are and how can you align your life to follow those priorities. Yeah. And don't be afraid to stand up for that, right? With, with anyone. I think being open with your heart and, and kind and an appro- approaching it in that way as well is just stand up for those priorities with, with everyone else. Don't be afraid to say no. <laughs> yeah, it is. Boundaries are hard. They're, they're hard for men and women. Um, and I just, I, I always tell myself that like a no to somebody else is a yes to me. It's okay. And it, it's, it's hard, but I think if people are in your life for the right reason, they're going to understand. Exactly. I always say to people, practice no a couple of times in the day. Eventually you'll get good at it. I'm pretty good at saying no. And mm-hmm. I've also say to people, don't pressure people to give you an excuse of why they're saying no or why they can't make it. Like, let's be easy on each other. I don't, I don't owe you an explanation. Yeah. You know, no, I'm sorry, Daniel, I'm not going to be able to do it. Let's reschedule or let's set another time. I do apologize. And for the other person to be okay with it, just be respectful to give, you know, a no and let someone know. Don't just ignore them. (laughs) Well, that's actually funny you say that. Non-violent communication is basically just like, hey, I can't do this thing why don't we schedule something else? It's not just saying like, no, I can't do that. And then ending the conversation, you're letting the person know that like, Hey, you can't do this, but let's do this. It's letting them know that like you've set a boundary, but you do want to see them. So why not offer up this as opposed to just, no, I'm not doing it. Um, a kinder way of communicating. Cause if you think about your example, somebody is going to take it much better. If you go, Hey, you know what? I can't do this today, but let's try to plan something next week versus yeah, I can't do that. Because then they're going to be like, what, what, do you, what do you mean? They're like, What's wrong with me, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm very big on communication. Communication, I do believe, is where every and any relationship falls down. That is the first place it falls down if you are a poor communicator. So just being open and honest with your feelings, just saying no when you have to, but being respectful and and letting that person know like it's not working right now, but let's reschedule or, you know, just being kind in the way that you do it is so important for maintaining healthy relationships. Yeah. Firm believer in communicate open openness, like openly communicate whatever you're feeling, you know, feelings are all valid. They're all correct. You can never invalidate how someone feels. Exactly. Well, Daniel, you know what? I think we could actually keep going on and on and on. Thank you so much. I'm sad to say that I think we have to end here, (laughs) but I'm so appreciative of your time and your energy. And it's wonderful to have finally met you face to face. Definitely. No, I feel the same way. So I appreciate you and just doing this. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. And to everyone else out there, I highly recommend and encourage you to connect with Daniel um, on Instagram here. It's Mindful Size, the Man to Man podcast and Mindful Size Life Coaching as well. If you need someone to talk to, a mentor, and also for the gents out there, connect with his private Facebook group. It's a great support, a system that's there for you as as gents in the world. Much appreciated. Listeners, we have come to the end of this bonus episode recording from our Instagram Live with Daniel Duvall. We hope you will leave us a review. We appreciate you for it, and it helps others who may come upon this podcast and wonder whether it is all worth a listen. All our connection details, including Daniel's, are clickable links in the show notes, and we would love to hear from you. So please do connect with us and maybe share with us what topic you would like us to bring to the table. That's it from me, Paula, your host. Goodbye for now.